You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello and welcome to Changing Lives. Uh, I'm Daniel and this is my wife. I'm Bethany. And, um, you know, we're uh, doing the podcast today, as you can see. <laughs> um Today we want to talk about love, so I'll, I'll let Beth kind of share a little bit of what we're going to be diving into t- today, and um, I'm excited to get into it. It should be fun. Yes. So as we know, it's February, Valentine's Day just passed. Mm-hmm. It's the month of love, if you will, and I think love is an important topic, obviously as it pertains to marriage, but not only marriage, just in your in everyone's Christian walk, because God is love. So everything really stems from that source you know, as we live our lives and interact with people and each other as a married couple. So, I mean, we've been married how long now? Let, let, let's quiz you. It's a test. How long have we been married? Seven years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right. Years, all right. Yeah. I see you. You remembered. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Very touched. No. So we've been married for, for just over seven years. And what have we learned about love so far? Um, A lot. <laughs> yeah. So our topic for today or the title of the podcast is like, what's love got to do with it? What's love got to do, got to do with it? Are we going to get copyrighted for that? I sounded just like the record. No, you didn't. So (laughs) we'll probably be fine. But (laughs) no, I mean, there's a lot. And I feel like it's a journey um, when it comes to love and what love means. And, um, you know, we're seven years into that as far as like married romantic love of course we dated before that um but uh, i remember um a lot of times when when i meet someone that's that's older maybe someone's grandmother or, or mother or whatnot um people who are like in their 70s 80s um i remember distinctly there's one time like I, I normally ask like what's something in life that that um that you would say to me um, that you wish you knew when you were my age or was something that um, you would say at your age that's just wisdom um, for me. And uh, this uh, one lady that I met, um, she, and it stuck with me, she said, learn to love. And um, she kind of explained it a little bit, but she was like, just learn to love. It's like, don't, don't just take that as a phrase or a saying, but learn to love, um, meaning become a student um, and really um, go after the meaning, go after how to, and really look into love um, versus it just being a word that we throw around or mm. use. So um, I would say with that mindset, you know, over these past years, you know, we've really been able to get into a, um, you know, a flow of kind of learning and, and still learning. And there's, you know, our journey really has just begun. I mean, we, we still have so much more um, uh, to tackle and to learn. So but yeah, I mean, a lot. A lot. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> learned a lot. I think um, the learning to love is an important piece because in be- being a student of it as God, with God as the example, and we see that in the Bible when it, when it says, you know, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. You know, God is our ultimate example, but also it's, it's choosing it. Choosing to learn and choosing to love is not always just an automatic kind of like easy natural thing like it really does take you making that choice every single day to love your spouse and I think that 
sometimes we feel like we fall in love with somebody and that's just it. But it's like it, that there's work. You got to put in work and you have to choose to 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 treat them with love and respect every single day in every single situation. I think that we really learned the work of it. I mean, we really we really learned a lot. So hopefully, you know, as we go through a few different things today, we're able to kind of, you know, share maybe, you know, from our own personal experience and then, you know, what we know. We don't know it all. We're still on this journey for sure, but we've definitely learned a lot. When's the first time that you told uh, someone that you were dating or someone that you loved them? Like, how old were you? How old was I? Mm -hmm. Probably like three. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I mean, I've always been the quote-unquote hopeless romantic. So I feel like for my first, like, little child, little crush, I love you. You know, that was me. Mm. I was the one always like, like that. But I guess... As an older, you know, the youngest I can remember is like nine and then again at 13 and then again when I met you. Interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? But, uh, you know, I, I, I just think about like, you know, the younger that we are before we really learn, you know, how to how to love and what mm-hmm. love really is. It's, it's something that's thrown around a lot more loosely. Oh, yeah. And we may have the feelings of like, you know, we attach that feeling of attraction and mm-hmm. just that, like, you know, that magnet feeling. And we say, oh, I love you mm-hmm. um, because that's the way that we feel. But then we we learn, like you said, it's a choice um, uh, to love. And you learn that once you get past the phase of, like, everything is, is all... Like the honeymoon type phase yeah. or, like, the, you know, the mm-hmm. newness of right. a new relationship. And yeah. And I, I think that, you know, before we get deeper into it, you know, you will you will hear different people in relationships say different things. And um, what we've chosen to do is not is, you know, and I forget where we heard this or someone told us, but someone else's experience doesn't have to be your experience. Right. So someone has been there in a marriage and they're sticking it through, but it's been rough for them. Um, just because that's their experience and they're trying to share some stuff with you doesn't mean that everything in your marriage or relationship, even, you know, with mm-hmm. just regular relationships and friendships, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. There may be some wisdom in what they're saying, um, but that's something that I've I've, I've kind of learned as well. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, it's a choice uh, to love. And like I said, you, you kind of um, develop that when you get into those situations to where it's like, oh, like, things aren't like all high and, and you know, where we want them to be. You can get back there and you can be there most of the time, but stuff is going to come up that you have to deal with. It doesn't right. always have to be like every single day or every week is stuff that you're going through, but every mm-hmm. now and then you will have to adjust and, and make the choice to love even when it's not mm-hmm. easy to do so. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I think, I think, of course, it's easier said than done. You know, I think that, you know, if you're married already, you you know, you know, it's easier said than done, but it's definitely a journey that you walk out. Um, but when you have Christ in the center of it, it makes it that much easier to to have that love for one another because you have that example in in, in within your marriage, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, um, of Christ. So we're going to talk a little bit about 
you know, love in the word of God. The word of God is the standard for our lives. We base everything that we do and how we live our life based off of the word of God. That's our standard. And I always say this, I say this to the youth all the time, but we don't lower the word to meet our standard. We we rise to the standard of the word and how we live our lives. And so the Bible talks about love in a couple, in a, in a lots of different ways. We know like the four different types of love in the Bible. Today, we want to hit on two of them that we think specifically pertains to marriage, um, which is the eros and the agape love. So talking first about eros love. Eros love is like, it's like the vibes, you know, it's like the attraction. It's like the type of love that you see in like the movies that is written about in songs and music, like like Eros love is like all about chemistry and like, you know, physical attraction and like connecting like that, you know, mm, sensual, sensually. Exactly. And it's important. And I think that when you first meet somebody, you first start dating them and you get you're getting to know them. It's like it's like on fire. Like it's like a burning love. You kind of feel all the feels, you know, and I think when you get married after you've been married for a while, after they say, you know, the honeymoon phase is over. It's like you have to make an active effort to keep arrows in the picture. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's like it's not always natural, but I think it's about putting in the effort that makes arrows love more easy. And sometimes it, that's just making time for one another. You know what I mean? We sometimes we'll do a phone stack. And it's funny because we do phone stacks with the kids in the in the back and the youth. Mm. And Jin Sal will say phone stack. Let's focus on the word right now. But phone stack, let's focus on each other, yeah. you know? Um, and that's something that you kind of started. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I think for me, uh, I'm the type of person where the display of romantic love doesn't come naturally to me. Like, I understand, yeah. all right, let me focus on this or let me, let me put this down. But, um, you know, I think it's really something that, uh, I mean, some people are just naturally... That's just what they do. They go all out. They're romantic. They buy roses, and um, and not to make light of it, but for some people, it's it's not as automatic of a thing. And, and it uh, doesn't mean you love the person any less just because that's not how you naturally express, you know? Right. Um, you know, it's just that you have to put effort into making sure that you are expressing that love mm. in a way that the person can receive it. And mm-hmm. so that's something that I I think that I've kind of you know, um, like I've recognized that you, um, you know, sometimes the shows are good. Sometimes the movies are good. Sometimes they're awful. But it means a lot, you know, that I sit down and watch a show with you without being on my phone. So the good part about that, though, is sometimes if I can just hang with you for at least 15 minutes before you fall asleep on the show, <laughs> everything is good. And I can go back and do what I was, <laughs> was doing. Um, but it's, it's stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's good, though. And see, for you to say, oh, the movie's an hour and a half, but then you got smart to know it's only going to take 15 minutes for Beth to fall asleep, <laughs> so let me just give it to her, you know? Um, but no, I think putting in that effort is really important. I think, you know, continuing to date, even after you have kids and things mm-hmm. like that, that's something we can do much better at. Yeah, we're working on that now. I think mm-hmm. the good thing is 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 to identify. I mean, everything doesn't always have to be made perfect overnight. Mm-hmm. But when you identify some things, it's like, man, like, you know, life has kind of picked up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we need to make a conscious effort to like, you know, it used to be before children, we could just 
get up at two in the morning and be like, hey, let's go to Third Street Diner. Right. And and just, you know, let's go to Waffle House. You know, <laughs> just do random, spontaneous stuff um, just to spend time with each other and have fun. But with kids, that's not, you, you don't leave kids at home at right. two or three o'clock in the morning to go, yeah. go on a drive or do whatever. And so, <laughs> um, you know, and now when you're responsible for other people, you have to you have to plan. Yeah. And, you know, um, that's something that, you know, um, to make time for dating and those different things, mm-hmm. I've, we've had to develop the skill. We're developing it now mm-hmm. on being ahead, mm-hmm. you know, um, setting up the babysitter, setting up the plan so that we do have that time because it doesn't come as naturally. You have so, to be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be intentional because before it was about spontaneity and mm-hmm. now it's about intentionality. Right. And it's like, right. you you have to make that time. There's pressures of life, your job, you have the kids, you know, parenthood and housekeeping and all these things that, that we're juggling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Including ministry. And then we have to make that time for each other. And I think, you know, it, as well as making time for intimacy. Intimacy is important for married couples. And you, sometimes, you, honey, you might have to put it in the calendar. You might have to schedule your intimacy. And it seems like, why would I want to do that? But sometimes that's just the flow of life that you're in. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to get it going. You got to get you know it going. I mean? it's, exactly. It's, you know, you may think it's better for it to be spontaneous, but sometimes it's like, if you don't plan for it um, or or create that yeah. situation, right? Um, it can get away from you. Yeah. And then now you got two people who are frustrated or... You know, um, or one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> one might be fine, you know, going going without for for a while, but the other one might be like, I don't feel like, right. I don't feel loved right now because I mean, why haven't we, mm-hmm. you know? But um, I think that you know, it's it's nice when it just flows, but sometimes you got to jump start it mm-hmm. uh, to get it flowing. So yeah, yeah, that's and that and it's good. And um, I want to read a scripture. Okay. Romans twelve ten. It says, "Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves." And I think that being devoted to one another—that word "devoted"—it's like I am. I am continuously giving myself to you, and giving my time to you, and giving my love to you mm-hmm. as a choice. You know, and it's being devoted to something is like you're 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 attached to to doing it. You're mm-hmm. you're committed to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that. Um, you know, that's really what you have to do in marriage when it when it comes to love. And I think, and not only, um, not only just these practical things, but other practical things like ladies, don't walk around your house looking a hot mess all the time. Sometimes it's fine to look a hot mess around the house. Sometimes it's gonna be those days. But like men are visual. So get yourself together, sis. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get it together. Okay, would you agree? You know what I'm saying? Like if yes. you wanna keep the <laughs> Like one thing for Daniel, we're gonna be transparent. One thing for Daniel is like, can you have your toes done, please? You know, and that we talk about this all the time because I, you know, yeah. But all guys may not be like that. No, maybe I, not. I, I think with us, maybe not. I mean, I I don't see why not. But like, um, I think that, um, I mean, we we get dressed up to go to like an interview, um, you know, to church. Um, whatever we feel like is, you know, weddings, you know, we we put our best selves uh, forward. And not saying it has to be like this every night, but I think it's also like just making that effort to do that mm-hmm. at home, I think yeah. is important. But that's something for me that I, I just like 
my surroundings and you know everything to be a certain way. Yeah. And that's something that like um as a guy I've expressed um I think in a good way or most <laughs> or trying to do it in a good way to where like she knows that's that's what I desire. It's not a mandate and it's not like if you don't do this I won't love you. Um but it's something that it's like hey I would, you know, it would be great if But it helps with arrows. Yeah, you know what I mean? It helps with absolutely. that connectivity yeah. and it's it's like even if it's just Put on some chapstick. Don't be ashy. You know, don't let your hair be sticking up off your head all the time. You know, things like that, that it just allow you to have a fresher approach. And maybe instead of just wearing, you know, random T-shirts and random, you know, whatever, you have a matching set that looks nice that you can wear around the house or whatever, that you can still be comfortable, but just presenting yourself for your husband in the best way that you can, you know? Yeah, and for yourself. And for yourself. And for yourself. You know, when you walk past the mirror, you're like, oh, wow. God did it when he made me. He really did that, you know? And it's confidence. That inner confidence helps your intimacy with your husband as well. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. Just, you know, the practical things you can do to help keep the spark going, um, I think, are really important. And likewise, for men, just looking sloppy on the couch all the time, that's not something that, that a woman want either. So definitely, you know... Don't be sloppy. Don't be stinking. You know, just keep yourself fresh for your wife as well. And then, you know, when those two things come together, you know, it's like a perfect it's a perfect situation um, for your marriage <laughs> in your home. <laughs> OK, yeah. so I feel like we hit like arrows pretty well. Moving on to agape love. Yeah. Agape love. This is this is like the glue that really holds a marriage and family together that really holds it down, um, whether it's through any type of season in your life, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs. Um, I think that agape love is is that selfless, unconditional love that really keeps people together and helps them to forgive each other. And it helps mm-hmm. them to push through conflict and misunderstandings and things like that. Um, I think that a lot of people feel like eros is what keeps a relationship going, but agape is really the anchor that holds it down. Yeah, it's the it's the foundation, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I think, you know, as Christians, um, it's so important to us because um, once you get to know God and how He loves, you then become a reflection of that. Yeah, and like you say, you can have the the romantic part, but it's it can really be anchored with that agape, and like you said, the forgiveness is in that. They're working through issues, or mm-hmm. you know, going pushing through even when things aren't aren't at at their high. Um, you know, that's the God type of love, which is a perfected love. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I think I think of everything else as being, you know, the icing on on the cake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, with agape, that's what everything needs to be built off of because that's like it's to a, me the matured love. That's the mm, for better or the order for worse mm-hmm. type of situation. That's not just and it's what should be the constant, yeah. the underlying constant, that foundation through everything. So even if your hair is sticking up and your legs are ashy and your lips are chapped, that agape is what keeps it grounded, even when Eros is doing whatever it's doing. You know, and I think both are important, but agape has to be there as that foundation to really hold it down. And if you don't have that, then you have you have a superficial love pretty much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, even um, 1 Peter 4, 8, it says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. And I think 
that deep love. Like this is like the deepest that it can go, mm-hmm. you know, the foundation of it. Um, continue to show that because that co- covers a multitude of sins. So that means that no matter what I may do accidentally, never on purpose to wrong you or what you may do to wrong me, mm-hmm. love, this love, agape love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. And I think for for husbands or, um, you know, I, I think that um, it's important to understand it because there's a what I can you know consider as like a respect factor type mm-hmm. of thing because mm-hmm. um, we know that okay um, and now in society you know we want to say that oh you know it's, it's equal and this this and that and the third but I think there's some that people don't really understand the proper way of what it means when it says that you know the husband is the head of the household or the or the or the leader. And um, when we think about God, it's like, you know, God is definitely above us. I'm not saying that a husband is above the wife in the same way, but we know that God, even being in that position, loves us so much to where he wouldn't hurt us. He wouldn't um, abuse that power and make us, you know, make us do, you know, he wouldn't, um, he utilizes that love perfectly, even being in a position where he's over us. Mm. And I think, um, you know, even the aspect of loving God as the head of a household, when you love God, you understand that this is God's daughter. Mm-hmm. So you treat her in that light, you know, just because you're leading it up doesn't mean that you dic- or become a dictator or mm-hmm. that you just um, walk, all over, walk all over, you know what I mean? And that's where you really become to see, okay, this is a partnership. We're together. Mm-hmm. You're here to help me. Mm-hmm. And we're on the same team, even mm-hmm. though I'm leading the charge mm-hmm. as, as, as the and, as the visionary for the house. Godly order, you know what yes. I mean. And, yeah. it, and it's like the husband is to lead, and the woman is to submit. But those are both as choices, right? You know what I mean. And then the man is submitted to God, right? I mean, I think that's the key. I yeah. think if you know you're submitted to somebody, but then that person isn't submitted to God, it you know it falls flat. Um, but when mm-hmm. things are properly lined up. Not just woman submitted to the man, but the man is submitted to God. Mm-hmm. Someone has to be able to um, um, correct right. me. You know what I mean, and that and that and that's and that's God. You know, so mm-hmm. if I have a relationship with Him and I love God, mm-hmm. He can tell me, "No, you need to go back and fix this, or you need to do this a little bit differently." Mm-hmm. Um, and that keeps me regulated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and in, in, in the leading, so that way it doesn't become a situation where it's. You know, like I said, like a mm-hmm. dictatorship. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think that respecting your husband and, and um and a husband respecting the wife, even when you don't necessarily like them at the time or you don't feel like doing it. I mean, I think we've both been there to where we feel like I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like submitting right now. It's not the vibe I'm on. I don't feel like that doesn't I don't feel like it. I don't like the way they said something to me, this, this and that. But I think that agape love, that unconditional love is so much like we throw that word around, unconditional. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's literally in any condition, in any situation, in any circumstance, still choosing to love them the way that God loves us. And that's what that agape love is. Mm. You know, even even if my toenails aren't done. You know what I'm saying? You still, you still love me, right? Yes, but I will be like, you know, can, you know what I mean. But, right. I mean, you can communicate it, but I'm just yeah, saying I'm that, like, hey, that can I, foundation. You know, can I take you to this place to, you know, do X, Y, Z? That's right. See, you, you offer know. to pay for it. But, but it's, but it's done in love because I think a lot of times, um, and I guess just kind of 
going a little bit off script and just being transparent, it's kind of like the other things in life mm-hmm. that we want to be a certain way and we want this to do be this and we want the house to, you know, one of our big things has been, you know, we're looking at what God has blessed us with and we're like, we need to take care of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to take this home and like have it together. And, um, and that's been something that we've worked together on. And so yeah. in the midst of that and in the midst of like growing, um, you know, we got married, you know, I don't know why our parents let us get married this young. <laughs> I know. But shout out to them. <laughs> um, I was 22. She was 20. Yeah. So we got married very young. And so now me being 29 and you being 20. Um, Come on. Test number two. How old am I? 28. Yes. You're 28? Good job, babe. Yes. Oh, I thought you were 27. I was just going for you. Okay. Well, you got it right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, so we're almost 30. But, you know, there's a lot of changes between oh, yeah. early 20s and, and, and hitting 30. Child. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've been able to navigate that together. And there's been different things and different things that we want to tackle, mm-hmm. different things that we want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And those different things are where some of the... Um, Mm-hmm. The differences in opinion can come up or, you know, I'm doing it. I want to do it this way. And, and those where things can kind of get heated. Mm-hmm. Now with us, you know what I mean? We um, uh, have worked on developing our communication. And I think one of the things is like um, really knowing the person, you know, go, even going back to that agape, like studying the person, knowing what makes them tick, knowing what makes them. Um, happy and really understand because that then you know how to how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with us that God knows how to get a message across to us. Sometimes um, some of us are built to where God may give us the message in a more stern way because that's how we receive it. And and God for other other ones of us, God knows. Okay, He's gonna He's gonna be a little bit more gentle with you um, in that season. You know, God just knows how to how to deal with us because He knows us. Mm. And so I think that that's something that we've and still growing and, you know, developing because as we do life together, all the little things like the way we want the house, the way we want this to be, the way that we want um, us to flow together, the way that our schedules are, who's taking the kids here and all mm-hmm. this different stuff, you know, we're able to work through. Um, you know, I think with going back to Agape being the foundation mm-hmm. um, and and that brings understanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's really, really good. I think... Well... Go ahead. Um, so the verse, um, you know, I, I know it's a it's not, it's not an incomplete thought, but 1 Peter 3, 7, it says, in the same way, um, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. And so that kind of sums up what I, was, what I was just talking about, like taking the time to understand, you know, um, how... She operates, you know, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. And I think that's big because as you lead your household, looking at her as your partner and treating her right, it says treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. You literally cannot go forward. (laughs) You can't go forward. Um... And your prayers uh, will be hindered if you're if you're not treating your partner right. Because remember, you're one. Right. So you know it's almost like you're not treating yourself right. Right. And 
what you're praying for, what you believe in God for, he can't really make that come to pass if if you're not treating her as you should. Treat her right. as you should. Right. You know, and I think that's a that's a big thing from God because if you look at, okay, this is God's daughter, um, like even when you get married or, you know, when I talk to your dad, when we were dating and stuff, it's like, hey, you know, do right by my daughter right. type of thing. And, you know, I kind of really feel that, you know, treat her as you should. And God is saying, so your prayers will not be hindered. That's a, so war- that's that's a warning. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think even on the on the women's side, serving your husband, even when you don't feel appreciated or you feel like you may not be appreciated. And I think because I'm married to a man who's less expressive than some, sometimes I don't always feel appreciated, you know? But it's like that that agape love as a foundation of unconditional of knowing, no, he loves me even if he's not showing it in this way at this time and I'm serving him as such as the head of my household. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's okay to still um, express mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah. we grow and I, and, I, and I recognize that I need to show more if, you know, um, in the right way, we talk about it and it's like, hey, I don't really feel appreciated. You know, sometimes there I would I wouldn't know, right? You know what I mean. But you know, expressing that is okay. Yeah. Um. So that we that, that's something that we can um you know work on. So. And, and speaking of what we learn in marriage as well, I mean, I think communication is is like one hundred percent communicating about anything and everything that you can. I think is really really big as far as. Um, as growth and growing. Because whenever you hold something in and you don't express it to the other person, I may say I'm feeling unappreciated, but he, how's he going to know? Like he said, if I don't express that to him and how is, how am I going to know that I need to keep my toenails done if he doesn't tell me and this is going to bother him for years and he, and we're just not going to know like communication is important. And those are, those may be some of those smaller things. Some things may be bigger things, but communication is, is, you know, that's, that's a big thing. It's it's everything. It's so key. No, the toenails thing is a big thing. No, communication me. is the big thing. The toenails are the small thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't, I can't. All right, let's talk about, like, let's go back to the basics of L-O-V-E, love. What's, what's the go-to? What's the go-to scripture when we talk about love? Test number three. Love is patient. Love is kind. Right. First Corinthians, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, First Corinthians thirteen. The Bible, t- we know, we all know this scripture, right? Well, most of us should. I'll go over it. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. Boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It doesn't delight in evil, but it rejoices in the truth. It always protects. Always trusts. Always hopes. Always perseveres. And love never fails. And I think that when we put this in the perspective of loving one another, which we do, we talk about it. Oh, that's how you should love your husband. That's how you should love your wife. But what about when you say, I love you, or I love you, babe, babe, I love you. What are you really, what should that really mean? It holds a lot of weight when you put it together with 1 Corinthians 13, because now you're saying is, I love you. I am patient and kind with you. I do not envy you. I do not boast in front of you. I'm not proud before you. I'm not rude to you. I seek your good and not my own. I'm not easily angered by you. I keep no record of your wrongs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I think 
that's powerful for us to know the word love, what it really holds, the weight it really holds. We kind of throw it around, like you said, as kids, as young people. I mean, I loved everyone. I, lo I love you, I love you, I love you, you know? But what are we really saying? And like, this is, this is agape. This is like, you know, that foundation, I think is important mm -hmm. for us to understand the weight that it holds. And when the other person is saying it to us, receiving it as such, you know? And it just holds that much importance, you know? Um, it really does. Yeah, um, I want to kind of wrap up with um, um, a thought that I had um, coming into doing this podcast. And, you know, as we talk about loving each other, whether it's romantic, whether it's just friend relationships, whether it's just people, um, when we use the word love, um, is that we first must love God more than, more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of want to fumble around a little bit and kind of give an example to try to express, um, you know, because, you know, there's different things that God says, but then when you look at different scriptures, you begin to understand why he says this or why he does X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. So um, when we love God, um, that's measured by um, us keeping his commandments. Right. You know, so uh, John 14, 15 um, says, if you love me, you would keep my commandments. And so he's saying, okay, you can say, I love God, God, I love you, but that's measured whether you are being obedient and whether you are um, keeping what God commands. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I thought about that, you know, I think about just all different types of situations and, and that, um, you know, um, part of love is sacrificing mm -hmm. and, you know, giving of one, giving yourself, you know, giving your time, your, your, your substance, your money, um, those are all different ways that love can be expressed. And one of the things that I thought about was, you know, um, obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I'll, I'll kind of read that verse, uh, 1 Samuel 15, 22, um, half the Lord as a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of ram. So it's referring to, you know, in the Old Testament, they would sacrifice animals and say, okay, we're going to take the best cow, the Wagyu steak cow, <laughs> and we're going to sacrifice that. And, you know, and we're going to, you know, uh, we'll do what we need to do with the rest of them. We're going to sacrifice the best. And so, you know, but then it says obedience is better than sacrifice. And one thing I thought about is that sometimes, um, and I, I thought about this example, uh, my son, um, and I don't know, um, maybe it's Bethany, but I'm like, both of our kids just love to eat fruits and vegetables for whatever reason. Um, it's not something that we've really had to like, you know, force them to eat. I know a lot of kids only will eat like chicken nuggets and French fries. Um, I know some adults that still only eat chicken nuggets <laughs> and French fries, but... <clears throat> You know, they, they don't mind eating, like, broccoli, and they'll sometimes ask, can I have the strawberries? Can I have this or that? But my son recently, you know, I'm realizing how much he really loves uh, candy. Um, and so to the point to where you'll just turn around and he has some new piece of candy, and it's like, where did you get, <laughs> you that? get that? And he's just eating it. Like, like, he's very independent, and I have to try to pull him back a little bit because he'll just go in the refrigerator, get what he wants. You know, he's two years old. 
He puts yeah. a step stool right he puts over a there. Puts a step stool in there, gets the water out, gets strawberries, and we'll find stuff and be like, okay, he took a banana and he was eating it in his room or eating it in the lip. Like we just find stuff. But anyways, it's like I look at it like this. It's like you know Zara, who was my daughter, she may really love George, right? Um, just like we can really love a brother or a sister or someone that we know, and we want them to have the best. So she may be like, okay. Um, um, I want to give some of my candy to George. But me, as the dad, I may say, Zara, don't give him any candy until after he eats dinner. So in other words, don't give him any candy until I say so. And um, But, you know, she may just feel like I love George so much. I just want him to have this piece of candy and I'm, I want to give to him, which is an expression of love. Um, but her doing that would be disobeying me and whatever my reasoning was for not, for withholding that from him, um, you know, she doesn't necessarily need to know. Just know that I told you not to give that uh, to him right now. And so I think about how sometimes um, we have to realize that our love for God is based on our obedience to him. Mm-hmm. And as we deal with other people, the reason that we should love God more than anything is because we have to yield to him in our expression of love for other people. Mm, That's good. And so basically um, when it comes to like, I just want to give this person X, Y, Z or this, this, that, and the third. And God may say, hold off on that, you know, and he sees your heart. He knows that you want to be a blessing. He knows that you want to love on a person, but God may be working on that person and doing and working out some things that he doesn't want you to cut across because you just want to, you know what I mean? Help everybody and love and love everybody. But if you love God more than anything, you will keep his commandments. And if you keep his commandments, that's better than the sacrifice that you are willing to make. Um, you know, uh, not saying that he's always going to say don't do it. But what I'm saying is just be led on how to express that love mm. um, and, and how to give. That's good. Um, and so that that's a main thing where I see people, uh, you know, they just get on this thing. Where I just love people so much. But you always have to remember, let me listen to what God is saying. Um, how to, you know, how God would have me deal with my wife, how God would have me deal with my children. Um, sometimes God would tell you to do something that you weren't planning to do, you know, and, and it ends up becoming, you know, that obedience becomes so much bigger and so much bigger of an expression of your love for God because you will listen to him to say, do this for such and such. Mm. There's even things I can think about where, um, you know, there was this lady who, um, you know, she used to drive a Lexus um, and then some things happened with her family and she she lost a lot of things and the car was one of them. And God spoke to my dad and told her, told him, you know, buy her a Lexus. And so one thing I've learned is that um, now doing that, a regular person with regular way of thinking will say, well, you could have that same money that you used to buy that Lexus. Um, you could have bought, you know, two Toyotas. Or you could have bought um, three lesser cars and gave them to three different people or whatever. So realize that your obedience to God is not always going to be popular to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's where sometimes obedience becomes um, obedience becomes kind of a little bit more difficult to do because it's not always going to be people aren't always going to understand. Why didn't you give that to such and such or why did you give that to such and such? you know, God will sometimes have you give to somebody who doesn't look like they need it and have you not to give to somebody 
that looks like they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about obedience and listening to what he has to say. And so what I'm saying is that your expression of love to God is really through obedience. And that has to be in place before you can love anybody. Love else. anybody. You know, and so when we talk about love, and no matter what the form is, it has to be rooted in your obedience and your relationship with God. So. Yeah. I think that's good. I think just love is the principal thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you you love God, you love others, you know, and I think um I think that's really, really important. I think that's like very profound. Very profound. Yeah. Really good. Yes. Really good. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, that kind of sums up what we have to say on the topic of love, mm-hmm. you know, for, for, t- for, for this podcast. Um, but we're always learning and always growing. And I think that that's one of the things, um, that I've realized too, over the seven years is that you don't just learn about love in church and then you get married and then you're, you're in love and that's it. It's a continual journey of growing, as we said before, um, and I think that as two people, especially getting married young, like you said, we were growing up <laughs> still. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we were still growing. And I think but we together, had to, though. But together, yeah. we had to be intentional about growing together and not growing apart. And communication was key in that. And having God as the center and loving God first and foremost was the center. Because if I have a problem with Daniel and I don't feel like I'm getting through to Daniel, guess who can get through to Daniel? God. So I can take that to God. And God can deal with it with Daniel and vice versa, rather than us having to be going back and forth. And if we're not seeing eye to eye on something. And I think, um, you know, that's just been the, that's just, I wouldn't say it's been the core the whole time, but it's definitely what we have definitely worked towards and progressed towards and, and grown up. I'm, I'm just glad we've been able to grow together in love, you know, because we went through a lot of changes in the past seven years and it's brought yeah. us closer you know, yeah, a lot of positive changes, but changes yeah. that could throw stuff off nonetheless. For sure. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, let's go ahead and wrap wrap it up. Um, you know, if you have enjoyed this podcast, you know, give us a thumbs up. Um, and if you haven't already, if you've been watching all of co-pastor Alina Robertson's videos and you have not subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Yes. Hit that bell. Um, make sure that you are a part of Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the subscribers, you yeah, know, the, the and family to, that, and that course, we're building here on the Lena Robertson Network. As well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Definitely subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Season three is underway. Yeah, a lot of uh, great things this year. And so, um, you know, we're, like I said, we're in the 70s now on episodes. We've been going strong yeah. um, for a little while now. And, you know, we're looking forward to just keeping it going and, um, glad to have you guys on the on the ride with us. Um, I think co-pastor tentatively will be back for our next episode. And so um, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Be blessed. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org. And follow us on Instagram at Mount Gilead FGIM.